Do you love sports? You're in the right place. This is the Game On Podcast with your host, Christian Jones. All right, what is up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the Game On Podcast, hosted by Brownfield News and Brownfield Online. Today, we are not doing sports, but politics. And we have a very special guest, Scott Jackson. Scott, how you doing today, man? Doing good, doing great. Glad to be here, man. Yes, sir. So let's just go ahead and start this off nice and simple. Okay. How's the campaign going? Well, it's going good. I think uh, everything is progressing the way I, I like for it to be, just kind of slow and steady. You know, it's just a marathon, not a race. You know, as far as that goes, you got to kind of build to a to a climax, more or less, just to let everybody know right before voting day, hey, it's important to get out there and vote and, you know, consider the candidates. And I think I'm the best candidate, but, you know, people make up their own minds based on, you know, uh, things they find out and read about and uh, ask about, you know. With my, I've been there a long time, so basically you can ask anybody, you know, what I'm about and uh, what I've done and what I plan on doing, so. Yes, sir. It seems good. like everybody seems to know who you are. Well, that, that's a good and bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can take that how you want it for sure. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see you at practically everything we go to. Well, that's, that's good. That's a good thing, yeah. yeah. You're definitely very present in the community. Yeah. And I think that has to be taken into taken into effect. Well, I think the whole deal is, uh, since I grew up here and then I left and came back, I think it's important to, to be involved. I mean, a lot of different things, not just sports or whatever. There's a lot of different things that involve the community, and I've always tried to do that, you know, in the, in the past and, and in the future. So that's that's why I'm running for county judge. I mean, there's more to do, in, in my opinion. If you were elected as county judge, what would be your first order of business? Well, I think the the, the main thing you want to tell people is, is uh, there's not going to be big changes. I don't believe in coming into a situation and start making changes just for change sake. You gotta, you gotta look at things, evaluate things as far as how the, how the county operates. And, and I've been in the county, I worked for the county for 22 years back when I was a probation officer and, and uh, up to 20, 2004. And the thing I want everybody to understand is uh, you have to evaluate before you start making decisions or recommendations on, on how things should run or how you want things to run. And even as a county judge, you know, it's not your, uh, it's not part of your job duties to run in and rush in and change things. You have to work with people. You have to persuade. You have to uh, convince people of your vision, you know, what you what you see the county uh, direction. And so, uh, my main thing is just to get in and and see how what the lay of the land is, and, and see what direction we need to go. And, and determine that direction and then persuade others if they're not, you know, believing in your vision, persuade them that, you know, this is the right, the right path to, to seek and, and do that, you know. So there's not going to be just to come in and start, you know, busting down doors. I don't do that. Never have, never will. So what do you see as, per se, the, the right way to do things? I mean, you had just said you have to persuade people yeah. your vision. Yeah. How do you go about that if they just don't understand? Well, in, in, in the years that I, when I was a uh, probation officer, you know, 22 years, and now 18 years I've been recreation director. You know, you don't you don't push people to do anything. What you what you have them do when you, when you talk with them, if you have a vision, you have to uh, first of all understand that point of view, 
and then you have to uh, evaluate what their point of view is good for them, you know, and good for the community, uh, and uh, make decisions based on what's what's best for everyone. You know, my deal is I try to give people the tools they need to succeed. Even in probation, when we try to give, uh, set up situations where a kid can succeed and, and not put up barriers where he couldn't, you know. And I think that that, that did a lot of kids uh, growing up uh, a lot of good that they uh, were able to, uh, uh, not us persuading them to turn uh, turn around in, in their life and make, make better choices, them to see, hey, you know, the, for themselves, this is not a good thing, you know. We I've locked up a lot of kids, and I always told those kids, you know, back in the day, I'm not sending you to uh, detention. You're sending yourself because, you know, when, when you're placed on probation, you have a set of rules that you're supposed to obey, and if you don't obey them, it's not me sending you. The court specifies, you know, consequences for you not following those rules. And the same thing can be said with uh, with anything. You know, there are rules to be followed, you know, and you follow them, you know, and if, if you do that, then the good things will happen to you, and and that's the way that is. Uh, getting back to the original question about how you persuade, you have to have a positive vision that people can believe in. And when I say positive, you have to say, okay, this is going to be the best thing for everyone, not just for you, not just for me, but for everyone. And then you evaluate the pros and cons, and then you you attack it, man. And you and you, and you don't have to do it overnight. And it's, it's it's a process where you know if the things the way you see them starts progressing in a positive light, then people will see uh, the guy the guy was right. And, and let's let's follow along with what he's he's saying because right now things are going the way he he had said they were going to go in a in a positive, not in a negative. Because I believe if things go negative, you have to have the, the courage to say I was wrong mm-hmm. and start over. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, and, I, and in my deal, in my case, I've always been able to do that. If, if I see I'm screwing up, I'm, I'm pretty quick to change directions and, and, and clean up that mess, more or less. Yes, sir. So with that vision in mind, what do you see as the number one issue facing Terry County today? Well, I th- think from... from uh, but I understand in talking with, with Judge Wagner and, and then listening to some of the other elected officials, you know, the budget's always been a problem. And I think, you know, the shortfalls, the shortcomings of the budget, and then that's primarily because things have been, are increasing in cost, and yet uh, there's no more revenue coming in to offset those increases in cost, whether it be services, whether it be uh, machinery, supplies, and, uh, you know, things that you need to operate the county so you have to you have to look at you know the increase in cost compared to you know what uh, you have coming in to, to, to make sure that the services aren't are diminished and so you have to and I said that in my, my, my statement you have to go to the public and say listen you know as, as things are increasing there's gonna be a need maybe you know for more revenue mm-hmm. now you know, we can do without, you know, but there's going to be some consequences to do without. You know, there may be some services you're going to say, but well, why can't we get this? Well, there's no money to do that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you as as a, as, a, as a citizen 
it says, hey, we, we want that to happen, then either you're going to cut back on some services to increase those services that take a priority, or you're going to ask the citizens to increase their contribution. You know, that's the last resort, you know, to ask the citizens to ask for increasing contribution to offset, you know, rising costs. But, but that's a consideration you have to look at. And so I look at that, the, the budget uh, concerns as the number one priority you have to address because if you don't, then it, it doesn't get any better. Mm-hmm. You know, four years of in office, it only gets worse if you don't address it head on. And you have it in your statement, taxes. Yeah. And right in your first sentence, you have spend within your means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is that what you're going to go ahead and model it after, to spend within the means? Yeah. I mean, if you, if you only have, it's, you know, the county has a finite amount of money coming in. And I think uh, according to the law, you know, you have to maintain a certain amount of revenue coming in on your, on your, based on your tax rate, which says you can't raise taxes, you know, unless, you know, it's uh, you have enough in the, in the till to, to pay mm-hmm. pay your way. And so uh, you just spend what you got. You know, you don't buy, go out there and buy something, you know, or, or put a... a amount of money in a, in a project or machinery or whatever that when you look down the line there's going to be a shortfall you have to say listen if we got this amount of money and we're going to use that amount of money it's just a balanced budget you know you just you, you just try, don't, to, try to do that you don't go above your means yeah and you, you live within yeah and you try to and you try to do that i mean it's it's a deal where and things come up you know i've, I've, I've been involved in situations in the city and in the county in the past where some things are out of your control you know, and one of the things that is really out of uh, the control uh, of, of citizens and elected officials, or whatever, is, uh, is crime. You know, when, when things happen, you know, and you have to deal with with, with individuals or, or, or whatever, you you have to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Whether incarceration, you know, or, or some type of a prevention program, some type of uh, mental health issue, you know, those things cost money. You know, and if you have an increase in any of those those activities as far as, you know, uh, the crimes involving mental health, you know, just basic criminal activity, those type of things where, you know, you don't predict those, mm-hmm. but then they, if they, if they increase, those costs, man, and I've seen that in the past, they never go down. Nobody's going to say, we're going to give you a cut rate on, on locking somebody up. It's always, oh, by the way, there's an increase because we have to pay our guards more money. We have to pay our doctors more money. We have to pay higher electricity bills because, you know, of the, of the energy shortage or whatever is going on, and, and everybody's jacking their their cost up. That cost is passed on to the counties, and the counties have to, you know, come up with the money. But that's that's those things that are out of your control. You know, those are budget busters, and it's like, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, the state, the state is, uh, you know, not to be critical of the state, but to, but to point out what's happening is the state says you do this, but there's no money attached to those those mandates, and so the counties have to come up with it, and that normally falls back on the system. Mm-hmm. And so if we don't have the money, either we don't do it, you know, and then we get penalized by the state for not doing it, or we do it. And we fall further into a financial hole because, you know, if we incarcerate 50, 60 people, 
You know, somebody's paying that bill. Mm-hmm. It's normally the citizens. So almost it's like there's no right way to do it. It's well, almost like a double-ended sword because you have to do what you got to do, but at the same yeah. time, without well, the money. Well, yeah, the judge uh, Judge Wagner and I had a, had a conversation. You know, and he he was he was right on about the uh, when things happen out of your control. You know, say crime. Well, if a, if a criminal is in court, they have to have an attorney, whether that be court appointed or otherwise. Basically, a lot of people who are in court are indigent. And so the, the cost of that, those attorneys falls on the counties. That's the law. You have to be, have representation, and that bill has to be paid by the county, which falls back on the citizens. And so those costs, you can't predict. And a lot of times that causes budget shortfalls that you're like, you didn't anticipate. So it's like, uh, I can understand that. When you, you look at your, uh, your, your, your bank balances or your, or your spreadsheet and you see, Okay, over here, you know, you've had to increase uh, outlay for uh, for attorneys' fees and outlay for in, in uh, incarceration fees, you know, for, for especially out of county uh, placements, and that falls back on the counties. Then those costs add up if you have an inordinate amount of placements and or people in the court system, you know, and so and you got to you got to come up with the money. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that's on that's on us. It's on the county. Yes, sir. So you actually have a lot of titles, or you have had a lot of titles. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have the pedigree to go along with what you're running for, which would be Terry County Judge. Just to list a few: President of Regional Child Welfare Board, uh, Board of Board of Member of Our Promise Youth Academy, uh, President of Brownfield Tennis Association, Members of Sheriff Association of Texas. Uh, criminal Justice Advisory Committee. I mean, this list is twelve deep. Well, some of those, some of those titles and some of the things that I've done in the past were uh, experiences, especially when I was a probation officer. That you know, uh, the Criminal Justice Advisory Committee is a committee out of the South Plains Association of Governments that, during the time that I served, you know, you had to serve two-year term. Mm-hmm. You know, Terry and Yokum County, you know, you know, took turns. Sitting on that advisory board, and on that advisory board, you learn a lot about, you know, local governments and you know local administration, of programs, uh, priorities of, uh, of of criminal justice, you know, in a, a region-wide basis, and that that whole experience sitting on that that committee for two terms, you know, kind of opened your eyes about, hey, you know, we're not in this, we're not in the, out here alone. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fighting the same battle, you know, and so. Uh, I served two terms as uh, serving on the uh, uh, grievance committee mm-hmm. for uh, for attorneys, you know, for that, those type of things. You learn a lot, you know, sitting on those committees, the grievance committee, when the public has a, has a beef against any attorney, mm-hmm. and then you learn, okay, what what attorneys are supposed to do, and then you you also learn to that committee some of the things that that you can do to. Uh, as far as correct the behavior to have those attorneys get back when they do what they need to do to to uh, take care of their clients you know. and uh child welfare board and all those type of things mm-hmm. you know that was right up the alley of juvenile probation because dealing with children you know a lot of times you know going to school and staying out of trouble or low on the priority list of some of those kids you know that was just not part of their DNA, 
And so serving those committees, you know, you talk to professionals, you know, dealing with child welfare, those type of things who kind of enlighten you as to hey, that maybe some programs out there that, that you can, you know, use in your county to uh, help those, those kids, you know. And it also uh, served to kind of prop up uh, the uh, Protective Services Division of the state. And that was really what that, those titles, you know, serving on those boards enabled me to do is to kind of help those, those agencies who helped us do better, mm-hmm. do their jobs better. So in 2016, you won Citizen of the Year. What all goes into that? I did. I did actually. I'm not gonna lie to you, Scott. I didn't mm-hmm. know that was a thing until I yeah. read this. Yeah. So I'm curious as to how you go about winning that and what goes into picking that. Well, I've, I've served them. I've been on that where people have been nominated for Citizen of the Year. I've done that and, uh, and try to pick out individuals who exemplify everything that you would want in a in a citizen as far as promoting the city of Brownfield in your, your county, uh, having a positive outlook and uh, being encouraging to the people and not uh, not going around uh, denigrating your city or your county but having a, uh, an outlook where hey you know things can be better and they will be better but you have to work at it mm-hmm. uh, and getting 2016 system year was was uh, surprised to me it was it was really humbling because it's like uh, the, the thing that uh, they uh, said during the presentation you know, to me, it's just work. It's just, you know, just, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not anything. You're just doing uh, your job. Anything above and beyond that I felt like. But I think, you know, the, it, was, it was a humbling experience that people felt like, you know, I deserved that title because there's been a lot of people in the past who I really respect and looked up to had, who had gotten that title. And uh, that's what that, who, those are the type of people I looked up to and who got Citizen of the Year. And it was kind of humbling to me to get that, receive that award. and. Yeah, I really appreciated it, and, uh, and really that that kind of uh, uh, really you know kind of propels you to do do better. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do better. You know, so thank you for what you recognize as being a citizen. But th- there's more to do, yeah, and you can do keep more. Going, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So why exactly do you want this position? Well, I mean, my deal is, and people ask me that, and I, and I tell them, you know, and the story gets kind of tiresome to some people, but when I first was hired back in 1980, you know, I was, I was lucky to be hired by, by Judge Herb Cheshire, and uh, the juvenile board at the time was Herb Cheshire, Jay Guerin, who the park is named after down there, and W.O. Carraway, and that, they, they formed a juvenile board before a district judge was appointed by the state in 1981. But uh, when I was first brought on, uh, as a recreation director when I first got out of college. I thought that's what I was going to do. But the, the chief who was here you know, before me, she left in uh, October, and so I was kind of promoted to the job by, the, by, by that board. And uh, uh, I was lucky enough to work for, for Judge Cheshire, you know, for a, a term and a half uh, before he retired. And then I was really fortunate to work for Doug Robin for 16 years, and what, what I saw out of those men, some things I admired and things I wanted to uh, to do eventually. Uh, of course, I, I, I kind of grew up under those guys, you know, they kind of taught me a lot of things about government, how to how to hold yourself, you know, what to, what to do, uh, uh, and be more community-oriented. And so I respected those men, admired those men, and I always said, one of these days, 
I would like to at least run for county judge because, you know, uh, I want to be one of those guys you know, that help the county and, and not have to go in there, man, and uh, create a big splash. But uh, all I saw from, you know, of course, Herb Cheshire was more of a politician, you know, than Doug Ryburn. Yeah, he was kind of a consummate politician. He'd been in politics all his life virtually. But Doug Ryburn, what I learned from him was do your job day in and day out, you know. I never saw a day where Doug wasn't in his office and wasn't doing the county's business, you know. And he was he was steady about that. And I really, really admired that, the way he, he did his business. And I always said one of these days, you know, I would like to do that and, and be like, like Doug Robin, you know, and uh, and be a steady influence in the county, and, uh, and and be a good steward of the county's money, and the citizens' money, and, and do your job because he was a, a really good man, and like I, said, I really respected that guy, and that's uh, that's what if I'm elected by the citizens of Terry County, if I'm fortunate enough to be the county judge, and I promised them they. You know, to to emulate Doug Ryburn's model to me of being a county judge, professional, steady. You know, I never saw him get upset. Never mm -hmm. saw him raise his voice. He was always you know, a positive man. Uh, it was even before he became got in office, he was a friend of mine when he ran his uh, his, uh, his service station, and uh, just an overall good man. And I just want to. Uh, uh, you know, be like him, mm -hmm. you know, if I can, and, and be that guy for the citizens who they can depend on, you know, day in and day out, and and do your job, and, uh, and just just be a good judge. So you were inspired by former citizens of other of, of Terry oh, yeah. County. Oh yeah, I mean that's uh, and so these men, you know, especially Doug and, and Herb Cheshire and uh, the, the others, I can there's too many numerous to name. Who uh, I have a great deal of respect for, admiration for, you know. I want to make those people proud, you know. Of course, they're passed on, but still, you you look at at those models of uh, of how they did their business, and you want to do that like they did it, you know. Um, there are a lot of people uh, who uh, who took me aside when I was growing up, especially in in, in school. Who I really admire, who made me what I am today. You know, a couple of a couple of teachers I'd like to name. Mm -hmm. You know, who really inspired me and uh, really uh, influenced the way I am today. Uh, uh, Sharon Hensley was my English teacher. You know, she was really one of the, the people who, you know, who, uh, I really uh, admired and loved and respected, and, and her approval meant a lot to me because, you know, she was she was no nonsense, you know. She expected the best out of you, you know, and if, and if she didn't get the best out of you, oh, she let you know it. Oh, yeah. uh, several times, you know, in her class, you know, I was I was a mumbler, and she, she'd always say, Scott Jackson, if you're going to mumble, come up to the front and sit up here by me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, it's... it's I remember that, but it was it was just, just a lesson. Hey, you know, okay. But she was tough, but she was fair, uh, and I learned so much from her as, as being a teacher. With my my basketball coach Leon Pope, you know, uh, and I told Leon, you know, to, to this day, even when I played basketball, even after I got out of high school, 
All I could hear is him screaming, rebound, rebound, you know, that's just, those type of things kind of stick with you. Mm-hmm. But that was, you know, the, 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 the kind of the tough love that, that Leon and, and Sharon gave to me in high school. And it was just like, I always do your best. You know, never, never go in, never slack, you know, uh, always do your best, you know, and always prepare, number one. So some of the some of the quotes that I have that I, that I kind of uh, live by, is it really stresses those type of things. Preparation, and always do your best. You know, because you never know who's looking. Mm-hmm. You know, so you do your best all the time that you can, and uh, give 100 percent, man. That's what I tend to give to the citizens of Terry County. Yeah, in your statement, you uh, you quote multiple different people, yeah. and then you summarize after, mm-hmm. and a lot of that summary most of them anyway it's basically do your job yeah be honest be pure yeah everything will work out yeah that's basically what these statements come down to so this this next question we're going into it's kind of a dual question Mm -hmm. and it's uh it can be a little difficult to answer first part of it what is your image of terry county presently Mm -hmm. and what do you want the image to be if you were to be elected after your term? Well, right now I see Terry County is, uh, is in a holding pattern. There, there are a lot of opportunities out there that, that really uh, we, we need to take advantage of. And when I say that, I mean, you have Lubbock growing, you know, exponentially coming this way. You know, there's like 100 miles now they're coming this way. Mm-hmm. And you have you know, when I talk to some, some, some people in Lubbock, some builders, you know, some home builders, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, a guy uh, who was building homes in Lubbock, he said, hey, do you know of any, any land that that's reasonable where you live? I'm thinking, well, I think there's land available in Terry County if you're looking to uh, expand or develop, you know, homes or whatever. He said, well, I, I never thought about that. So I'm thinking, I mean, why not us? I mean, you have all these other communities, man, that's blowing up. With, uh, with development and those type of things. And I, I think uh, uh, we have an opportunity, you know, to, to grasp them with some of those opportunities. So those, you got those guys, they're, they're, looking for, they're looking for something, they're looking for a deal, you know. And I think Terry County, we're primed to do that. We have three good schools mm-hmm. here in our county, Meta, uh, Wellman Union just got an A in a TEA in an educational mm-hmm. system. Brownfield, you know, we're, we're, we're doing better than we have been. I Brownfield think, just got moved up to a B. Yeah, I think Chris Smith done an excellent job, and so to have the uh, the t- educators in Meta and Wellman, those those people know what they're doing. So now you, you have uh, uh, a blueprint. Okay, this is this is what we're doing. So now you can attract some businesses, or mm-hmm. attract you know people who are looking to. To do something as far as investing their money, you know, whether that be housing, whether that be business. And I think, you know, economic development people are doing a good, a good thing by by giving the money to existing businesses to kind of you know upgrade them and, and keep them here. And I think we can do more of that. Uh, and then that's that's the that's the snapshot right now. Now for the future, you know, you have you got to you got to expand that. Mm-hmm. And so you have you still got. Solar energy out there. They're looking for places to prop up those solar panels. Tahoka's got a farm out there. You know, you still got these wind uh, uh, turbine uh, people looking to, to put up turbines. You know, the Biden administration signed this, signed off on this, this, this big uh, 
uh, economic uh, plan that's going to give those companies incentives to invest more money into solar and, and, and to win. And we got to be a player in that some kind of way. You know, I don't, I don't know how, but you have to look at those opportunities. And if, if they come up, you can't miss them. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be, you know, tying your shoe when somebody walks by saying, "I'm looking for, for an opportunity to put up uh, solar panels," and, you, and you're tying your shoelace, and you miss it. You got to yeah. be up, you. aware. You got to be aggressive, and you got to seek out those type of opportunities. And uh, you got you got to call the state. You got to make sure. Hey, listen. If there's anything in the pipeline that we can benefit from, our citizens, I need to know about it. And I need to know, you know, what all the details are, what are the pros and cons, and we need to evaluate it. You know, as a as a county, as a county government, and see what what we can do. So, uh, get the snapshot of where we are right now, as far as you know, when when we're in the holding pattern, kind of. Mm-hmm. Waiting to see which direction we need to go, but then for the future, then you got to start, you know, being aggressive and seeking out those people that that have have more capital to come down here. The grape industry is is, is the thing, so you have to do things also to build those guys up. Whatever we can do, whether you know, I think they're, the the commissioner is doing a good job making sure that the roads are properly uh, taken care of, so they can get to and from, you know. Uh, their vineyards to uh, where they need to produce their wine and that type of stuff. And, and you, can, you can expand on that. There, there are more things to be done for those guys, and of course, agriculture and the energy sector. You know, whatever we can do to, to uh, build those guys up, we need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, right now, since I'm a guy outside looking in, I don't know what, what the commissioners are, are planning on doing or what they're looking at, but if I get in the office, then we'll look at those things pretty closely and say, hey, what can we do? You know, I don't know. Don't tell me what we can't do. Tell me what we can do. Mm-hmm. Let's do those things. Yeah, I mean the uh, the grape the grape thing is huge. Yeah, the I mean, Terry County Grape Festival was beyond successful. Yeah, whenever it came to town, with it being the grape capital of Texas, I can't I can't imagine why you wouldn't pursue that yeah. more so. Well, I mean that's got me. I think right now with the, any any type of uh, vineyard operator, you know whatever whatever the county can do. To make them more successful, we need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I think they're already doing that. The commissioners in the state, they're the ones that maintain the highways and the roads leading to and from their vineyards to, to the market. I think they're doing that. But, you know, there's always more to do. Always. So you, you look at those opportunities and what, what can we do more for you guys to make you more successful, you know? You it's see, crazy to me. You're thinking about solo already. Not yeah. a lot of, not a lot of, smaller communities and counties have that in there in their pocket solar energy wind energy you know most smaller counties don't really have that no. so it's crazy to me that you're already thinking about that for the future of terry county well i think i think you, you look at other counties you look at other towns i mean hermerly is, is a prime example back in the day hermerly was just uh, all sub store in a, in a old rundown school I know because I used to play basketball there, you know, and it was like just awesome. So the only thing they had in the school was just falling down around its ears. Well, when they started doing the uh, the wind turbines, all of a sudden they had revenue, you know, that, that enabled them to build a new school, you know, improve their roads and stuff. And, and, and they're on a whole different plane than where they were 20 years ago. Tohoka was in the same boat, you know, Lynn County. You know, they were one of the poorest counties in, in the state of Texas before – they got the wind, and, uh, and now they're looking at, at solar. And so 
you have to be you have to be able to uh, look at those opportunities, man, and, and, and grab them before they before they slip through your fingers and go to somebody else. And so I mean, I'm not saying that those opportunities are out there, but they may be. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have to be able to make the contacts with people who can stir you toward, you know, companies or whoever who are looking around and saying, well, we're getting stiffed by all these different counties. They're not interested. And you pop up and say, listen, why don't you try us? Look at us. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can do something, you know. And then you involve whoever needs to be involved to make that happen, whether it be private landowners or, or land that the county might have access to or whatever. And you try to negotiate deals to uh, – uh, bring those those uh, type of businesses in, and because when you bring businesses in, you, you increase your tax revenue. So you can kill two birds with one stone. You increase your tax revenue, you can lower your, your taxes, or you can maintain your taxes, but then you're able to offset those co- rising costs, like I told you, and then mm-hmm. you can maintain services, or if you if you really hit the, the, uh, the mother load, then you can improve services if, if that money is sufficient enough to Increase your 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 budget where you can say, hey, listen, we have a a surplus, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that's always good, you know. But I mean, a lot of times surpluses aren't very good because then you have people arguing about what to do with extra money. You know? Yeah, I say, you know, sock it away, you know, and, for a rainy day, for a rainy day, and make sure you, you build up your 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 revenue, you know, your reserves. Make sure your your reserves are at a at a substantial rate where you can, you know, if something does happen, heaven forbid, that you have to dip the reserves and you're not just scared to death that you're going to run out of money. So, you know. Well, Scott, before we wrap this up completely, I would like to give you the chance to go ahead and inform everybody of what maybe you missed out on or what you want to inform on and just let everybody know what you're here to do before we wrap this thing up. So is there anything you'd like to say or inform us on? Well, I... uh, I want to be your county judge. I mean, that's I want to be your county judge, and the reason I want to be a county judge is because, you know, you can depend on me to, number one, do what's right for the citizens of Terry County. That's my priority, number one, you know, do what's right for the citizens of Terry County. And if, if things from Austin uh, happen where it's going to be a detriment to our county, then they, they can they can fully expect me to fight for their for their rights and what what's right citizens of Terry County. I'm not going to stand by and let, you know, anybody from Austin, you know, try to dictate what we do in Terry County, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, it's, uh, and it's always been that way. I mean, you know, the, the larger counties pretty much, you know, call the shots in the state, and that's always been the case. But you can still have a voice, and you can still, you know, voice opposition. So I, I guarantee if, if the citizens elect me as a, as a judge, they'll get 100% you know, uh, of, of, of what I can do to look out for their best interest, whether that be uh, agriculture, energy, education, law enforcement, senior citizens, you know, services that the county offers. You know, we I'll give 100% make sure that, hey, that the citizens of Terry County get everything that uh, that they deserve and more so, you know, if it's uh, if it's out there. then. know, um, uh, and I, I humbly ask for your vote. Uh, yes, sir. And you will definitely be seeing me, you know, around town and around the county. You know, there's not a place I don't see you. Well, no, but that's good and bad. Yeah, again, <laughs> but uh, 
I hope that people give me a chance, you know, and uh, see, uh, read some of the things that you guys have put in the paper about what I'm about. Because uh, if I tell you some on Monday, it's going to be the same thing on Friday. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't go from here to there. Because if I tell you, hey, this is what I'm going to do on Monday, then on Friday, you know, it's going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, Well, unfortunately, Scott, that is all the time we have. But I do want to wish you the best of luck. I well, appreciate you guys, man, doing the podcast. And, uh, I enjoyed my time being here, and thank you for letting me uh, uh, ramble on. I appreciate it. Hey, man, it was, it was great having you. Oh, thank you. Thank With you, guys. This, that is all the time we have for this episode of the Game On Podcast. We would like to thank Scott Jackson for being here. He is running for the Terry County Judge position, and uh, we wish him the best of luck. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you. Don't miss out on the action. Download the Brownfield News, Brownfield Online app, and take us everywhere. Never miss your favorite Terry County news, sports, and information. Download the Brownfield News app today.